The next episode of our series, It's Time to Talk, a series of podcasts about mental health and well-being based on our social media campaign that's been running online for the last few weeks. My name's Chris Felton and our guests are... Hi, I'm Terry, Director of Event and Timepiece. I started designing watches from my bedroom. I named my first collection after my dog who helped me whilst I was struggling with mental health. Two years on, I'm selling my watches around the world while helping to raise awareness for mental health. I am Believing Bruce. I have got a sensational YouTube body language project going on and I also deliver mental health programmes in the corporate arena. My name's Emily Pearson and I'm founder and managing director of Our Minds Work. I have 22 years working in the mental health field with young people and adults, but the past four years have been working specifically in workplace mental health. My name's David Simpson. I'm locality manager for Mental Health Matters. We specialise in providing employment support, advocacy services, floating support and housing support. Because of the way that tech is now, our work emails, they're on our phones. Mm. We're not 9 to 5 anymore, we're getting in and we're constantly, I mean I'm guilty of it, you, you leave here at half past 5, you're home at 10 to 6 and the first thing you do is check your work emails. What's that about? Mm. There's got to be something to be discussed in terms of your work-life balance. Mm. How do you get that right? People think, well, I've got to, I've got to be working because if I'm not working, somebody else is going to overtake. And if I don't reply to that email first, somebody else will, and they'll get the work. It depends on your work situation. <gasps> I'm exhausted talking about it. I'm a huge advocate for getting the right work-life balance, and for the teams that I manage, I actually don't want them working outside of work. I don't want them checking the, the phones. So for me, it's about really promoting that. Actually, when you're in work, you're in work. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're in work, I want people to be enjoying life and you know spending time with the friends, with the family, rather than feeling like they have to be absorbed into work because we recognise and know, as an organisation and other organisations that we work with, the impact that can have on people's mental health as well. There's actually some people who really enjoy work. Yeah. And by saying to them, mm-hmm. don't work, you'll be impacting how they feel, how they think, their mental health as well. So again, it constantly comes back to the individual. Do what you like to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because I might want to switch my phone off at five o'clock. Some people might actually not because they get enjoyment from that. Saying to somebody, don't do this. Like open plan office coming in um, when I was the lead safety performance coach at Siemens. Uh, it's open plan. It's cool. It's funky. No, it's not. Shut up. I need a bit of space to think. Thank you very much. I want to be by myself. So I know you think it's great, but actually you haven't understood the impact on, on me. It's mm. just something to bear in mind. See, for, like, for me, because, I, because I'm self-employed, I enjoy working, I enjoy doing what I do, I enjoy being creative so when I'm creating the different lines of watches and things like that, that gives me a a kind of routine as much as I can being self-employed for those who maybe are self-employed know that you sometimes don't have a specific routine. But it's finding out what you actually enjoy. I think there's so many people, and like me, I was in a job before that was fine, it was great for a bit, and then being in a job that maybe you find miserable can have a massive impact on you and for me when I went self-employed when I decided to create Ellington Timepiece it was a decision that was almost kind of handed to me because I lost my job two months before Christmas and I thought this is my chance to do this. I had no experience in design, anything like that. So I had so much anxiety from that but I also had a lot of self-belief that I think a lot of people do have. It's just taken that initial forward step 
into doing something that you want to do and like you said there not everybody's going to want to turn their phone off at five I don't I like to some I like to sit I like to answer emails I like to get back to messages but I also think it's important to recognize that sometimes you can overdo it mm-hmm. and I've been guilty of that of exhausting myself and then that doesn't help you because the next day you want to sleep in because you've exhausted yourself for a number of days so it's finding that right balance And then right now we've got an 18-year high of work-related stress, anxiety and depression. Mm. Now that is a problem. That Mm. means that workplaces are creating psychological injuries in their employees who are the biggest asset. We see this quite often where there are, there's managers who, you know, are still emailing people at 11 o'clock mm. at night. Mm. And if you haven't turned your phone off, you get that email through and you think, oh, do I have to answer it? And then that triggers a it response of somebody night. else. Yeah, it, does, it, it spoils yeah. you. Yeah. You can be having a lovely, pleasant night mm. and you might you can just see that one thing that you shouldn't have seen because you shouldn't be at work, yeah. technically. Yeah. And it totally changes I'm your mood. It completely does and one of the things that a lot of companies don't realise is that they have a legal obligation to prevent work related stress and this is health and safety executive regulations that make companies bound by this and a lot of companies are not doing it. So these are the type of things that companies should be looking into with work-related stress audits which is something similar to what our minds work do to help companies to better understand where are the workplace triggers that can cause stress and how do we mitigate them so that we can have real life conversations with teams about okay our manager sends text messages at 12 o'clock at night and do I have to respond so we can have real life conversations to create action plans that work for everybody. How do we feel en masse rather than raise because nobody wants to be Mm. in a lot of cases the person at work who raises an issue with a particular person but if you talk about these things en masse you, never, you get everybody in the workplace together in a big corporation and you say right what are we doing that's wrong and you may put these anonymous things in a box um emails really late the, the pressure to answer emails like we say as an example who feels that way if 16 hands go up mm. you've got a problem rather than one person raising it as an issue i mean is that is that the type of thing that you'd see happen in workplaces yeah, are we people do. asking the questions are bosses asking those questions well, we, we we use a specific questionnaire to look specifically for work related pressures and we collect anonymous data so it's all anonymous so we can actually feed back to the organization and the teams who've participated that anonymous data mm-hmm. and then ask questions to get underneath that so it may be that 90% of respondents said yes the manager emailing us at 11 o'clock at night it stresses us out and we you know we feel like we have to respond then we can have a conversation about okay then what could the manager do maybe he's write your email and just leave it in your in your draft yeah ask me set in it, person the next day yeah set it to send not urgent sometimes what you've got there is when you, again organizations don't exist this is my opinion bodies of people do yeah, so when yeah. you say organisations do this, it tends to be what people do or people don't do. Yeah. So when somebody sends something at night, it's your inner voice that starts playing havoc with you. Mm-hmm. You create that pressure inside your head. Yeah, and you listen to your words before. Do I need to respond? What happens if I don't? All this is going on inside your head. And it's an email. You know what we do is we go the other way is that we don't have anonymous surveys because anonymous surveys actually, you know, they can be one of the reasons why people are scared to speak up because it adds to it. So what we do is encourage non-anonymous surveys if I can call it that it's interesting because actually that. if you can say this is how I'm feeling you have more transparent conversations you have more authentic conversations and I'm not saying it's easy but what I'm saying is overview you're allowed to be the best version of yourself and what I've found by doing that is that actually 
it's really powerful, really, really powerful to help you get your cards on the table for everybody to see it, to discuss what's going on, to discuss your feelings, your feelings, your feelings. But transformationally, wow, man, it's, it, it's fantastic. It's really interesting the difference, the different concepts that have worked in different cases. Yeah. And, and it, it, it's not a one-fit-all, though. It's yeah. not a one-fit-all. What we're seeing is that actually there's an opportunity to use our techniques here that might not be applicable somewhere else. Generally, when we go to work with workplaces because they've already identified that there's a problem with work-related stress, high levels of sickness, absence, and it, for us, it's just not beneficial to get people in a room and say, right, tell us why you're feeling stressed because a lot of that is generally down to management and decisions that are being pushed in down. In the management or in the room. Culture. It creates yeah. the standoffish. We have to have a process to get us there. Mm. Um, one of the biggest stresses that we see is related to transactional analysis, which is the way that managers and employees speak and communicate with each other. And we see a lot of the time that um, even organisations can be very parenting, mm. very parent-childlike. So we have to try and break down some of those barriers so that we can get to a point where we're able to have an adult conversation without causing more stress or distress. Can I tell you what I hate? And this is, I think, applicable in offices en masse and it creates a real paranoia, really. When you're in an open plan office, they email you, but they're sat opposite <laughs> you. I cannot stand it. Seriously, it, it creates this whole, for me, my head goes, why are you putting that in writing? Do you not trust my ability to remember that? Are you trying to say that I'm trying to, I'm going to, I'm going to leave early and get and out? Look at what your inner voice is doing to you Sh- now. Straight away. That's not right. Exactly. How you think is dictating yeah. how you feel. Put that together. That's how you are. Think, feel, act. It's, if you dilute any human performance based behavior, it can all come down to think, feel, act. That person might not feel confident. He, he or she may not like to talk to you. They might be, they might be writing that thing and should I just, I'll quickly email it. Mm hmm. That's all it might be. Yeah, and it could just be something as... It's the other person as well. So is it your thinking that needs focused on rather than what the other person... Like, say, situational dependency, big part of behavioural psychology. It's it's really interesting, I think, how we're conditioned to think in the workplace environment. I think maybe it it manifests itself in in a different way. And I know that these are relatively small things compared to some of the issues we were talking about earlier on. But nonetheless, important to talk about, and you can do that right now at our website, on our social media. There's loads of information and advice for the last few weeks. It's time to talk. Our final episode instalment is coming up next. We're talking about moving forwards and hearing a lot more of the stories from our guests that have kindly joined us for this series. If you'd like to find out more about the guests and about the information that we've been talking about or seek any advice and support from professional organisations, there's a full list on our website right now where you find this. And we do encourage you to open up about your story as well. On our social media, it's time to talk.